Yo, 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 yo. Let's go. Let's go. It's the Great Debate Show with your host, Jarvis Jeffries, Terrence Smith. Hey. Nick Ely. What it do? It's not just Nick Ely. It's birthday boy Nick Ely. Birthday boy Nick Ely. That's right. We're in the building. We're back. Better than ever on a fantastic Friday. And um, we've got a lot of breaking news. Um, Grand rising, kings and queens. As we listen to the tunes that I do not own, the copyrights of Kanye West. As he says, good morning, I say grand rising. Kings and queens, I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Finish the week off great. Some of you may be starting the week. Some of you may not be doing anything, but some work kicked back with your feet up, sipping on my ties. And congratulations to you if you are. You're living a good life. But the Great Debate Show is available wherever you get your podcast. Download, subscribe. You hit that follow button, you'll be notified every time a new episode is up. If you hit that download button, we appreciate it. All right, guys. We've got breaking news. Uh, two breaking news, to be honest with you. One I don't really care much of. One I care a lot of. All right? Uh, let's get this thing cracking here. Man, Kanye West at one point was very good. I'm sorry. I know he's not a very popular guy right now in the black culture, but that dude, he put some good music out from 03 up until, I don't know. But uh, anyway, we're going to talk about more music, movies, films. Me and Terrence had a nice debate on Twitter last week about 50 Cent. Is he top five or not? Probably not. But no, <laughs> but but he's he's somewhere now. Nah, but see, that's why we got a debate because he's somewhere around seven, eight, or nine for me, and I'll explain why during that episode. Uh, he's got everything and all the tools that it takes to be in the top ten, and uh, power, the TV show Power and Get Rich or Die Trying alone puts him somewhere. I don't care if it's music, TV, whatever. It puts him at the freaking top. Of some type well, of if you, want to, if you want to experience and all that, then maybe we have a different conversation. But purely music, now. Purely music, he's better than what you're giving him credit for, though, Nick. We'll talk about that at another time, but he is, I'm telling you. I'll explain. You can explain why he isn't, but neither here nor there. I'm, I'm not, he's really not, but he's close. I'm telling you, he's close because of what he's done in such a short amount of time. He is very close, I'm telling you. Yeah, you have to look. At, right. I mean, he's got an album that went diamond. You can't name five rappers right now that went diamond. You know, I mean, not 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 this out currently. You know what I'm saying? Tupac did it, but he was in a grave when he did it. You know, so, Eminem did it. Okay, you can't name too many more though. Okay, you can't name uh, too many more. And thanks to I'm pretty Eminem, sure Drake. I'm pretty sure Drake did it. Diamond. I think so. I'm pretty sure no. I'm pretty sure no. And I love Drake, but I'm pretty sure no. Not a lot of people have went diamond. Uh, we'll have to look that up and talk about it. But look, first of all, we're three minutes in and I got to break the news. Jarvis Jeffries. <laughs> Jarvis Jeffries. The Great Debate Show. It's been a terrible season so far. I say it's time to react. Nick said, I'm going to relax. Um, I don't know what Terrence would have said because he had to go. He didn't get to uh, tell us what he thought. But the Niners lost. They're three and three. They're not looking too good. All right. But they just made a trade for Christian McCaffrey. And I feel very credible about this because I just made a few reels today, uh, on Thursday, I mean, where I made plenty of reels, TikTok, 
Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. I was there. You saw Jarvis Jeffries. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, you can type that in. The Great Debate Show on Facebook or Jarvis Jeffries or Terrence Smith or Nick Ely. And you can follow us on Facebook. Go to The Great Debate Show and get in on all of the great debates throughout the week with us and our listeners. But the Christian McCaffrey's gone to the Niners and I had just made a video on early Thursday saying, where is he going to go? November 1 is the trade deadline, but some of these people need him fast. The Broncos could use him right now. The Rams could use him right now. The Niners could use him right now, but they should be signing in Dominican Sue because they really need some interior help on the D-line ASAP. But where is McCaffrey going? Where is OBJ going to sign? And then, bam, as I talked about McCaffrey and DJ Moore possibly getting moved, and look out for DJ Moore going to Green Bay if they're really trying to make a trade. But in the end, guys, the Niners really did it. I think Terrence was just saying uh, last week on last week's episode that the Niners and McCaffrey just sounds like a good marriage. And um, here we go. Christian. Yeah, I mean, I, I think most of us are just intrigued about how that backfield is going to look now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, here's my thing, guys. I'm going to let you say your speak your piece on it. We got a lot to get into here in this show. But I just want to say, since this news broke before we recorded this episode here, I got to say, as much as I like Christian McCaffrey, as explosive and dangerous as he can be when he's healthy, I struggle to... Uh, you know, just just say that this is a great trade. I'm so glad the Niners are going to the Super Bowl. They're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not going to act all delusional like those things are going to happen. I'm going to try to be as realistic as possible. Our O-line is banged up pretty bad, and we need somebody, um, you know, on that O-line to block for Christian McCaffrey. Christian yeah. McCaffrey doesn't stay healthy much. If you want to get hurt, you're coming to the right team because right now we're injury we're the injury 49ers or we're the San Francisco injured reserves, not the 49ers. Everybody's hurt. So I'm not saying we didn't need this trade. We didn't need to make this move. I just said on Thursday in a video reel, hey, we could get the, we could get McCaffrey. Could we do it? We did it. Uh, guys, your take, your thoughts on Christian McCaffrey going to the Niners. Again, mind you, Trent Williams is still out. Right tackle Mike McGlinchey, who I think is overrated. Very overrated. He's out. A lot of these guys in the interior are all young rookies, pups, whatever you want to call it. <sighs> uh, guys, but we have him, and we did need a running back because running backs are just, they've been going down. Every time we bring another one up, they go to the injured reserve. So, guys, here, what's your thoughts on this? I said react. It looks like the Niners definitely did react. How do you guys look at the Niners now with Christian McCaffrey in the backfield? Listen, I am always excited when my team um, says, screw it, we're going for it right now. Our window is open right now. Let's go get this guy that gets us over the hump. Now, will, will McCaffrey get them over the hump? Might not, but they at least took a shot on it. Now, notice I say I'm always excited when that happens. Guys, I'm also never excited. Hmm. But no, seriously. Uh, <laughs> my team never goes for it. Oh, right, yeah, you're a Ravens fan, so it don't happen. Yeah, they never go for it. They never yeah, go make the trade. Man. But I, but again, I, I, I just they're going for it, right? So you, you got to commend them for it. Yeah. And McCaffrey is going to pose a lot of problems. I think if he can stay on the field, 
because you also have Debo Samuel that's still out there who's who is just as dangerous. Uh, and now teams have to account for both of them. Somebody, somebody right now has got a uh, somebody's defensive coordinator. Who do y'all play next, Jarvis? We have the Kansas City Chiefs at home on Sunday. This Sunday. So right now, uh, uh, Spagnolo's got to figure out what he's going to do differently to try to stop those guys from just running all over them. Yeah, pretty I mean, much. That, that's the difference. You got a game plan for that. Yeah, pretty much. And and listen, and you got to go. You got to go look at film of Carolina to prepare for the Florida Niners. See what I'm saying? So like, that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot to prepare for. Yeah. On a short period of time, by the way. Very short. Very short. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely an interesting additional weapon for the 49ers. You know, you got, you got McCaffrey. Of course, you still got Debo. You got George Kittle. Um, so, I mean, you know, the 49ers be fun to watch just off of that alone. Uh, I think as, as uh, Jarvis was talking about kind of before the show, you know, the offensive line has still got some injuries, and they're, they're trying to get healthy and kind of back together. And uh, But, you know, with the same token, having a running back with the talent like Christian McCaffrey does can kind of cover up some of the ills of your old line. So, um, that's what I think, you know, he kind of helps out there. Uh, it should be interesting to see how, how they employ him. Obviously, Kyle Shanahan, his uh, creativity as an offensive uh, coach, which I, I know Jarvis has uh, called into question of late. Um, but certainly, with, you know, weapons, like I said, particularly like Christian and Debo, uh, you know, the amount of fakes and, and fake reverses and reverses and RPOs and things you can run there uh, could, get, could get very interesting and very hard to defend. So uh, I'd be curious to see how it works out. Yeah. Yeah, hey, so we got Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> uh, look, I'm kind of surprised. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit stunned, a little shocked. I don't know whether I should be excited or not. I, I mean, there's no reason to be upset, of course, but I, I'm happy, a little, uh, but just not ecstatic because, like, hey, I don't know what to expect right now. These running backs are, are you know, we're dropping bodies left and right with running backs and every other position also, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that, man, we can't protect anybody. We can't stay healthy. Uh, everybody's dropping like flies. We will see how this goes, though. Christian McCaffrey, we definitely need a boost in the offense, and this definitely could do it. It's just a matter of Kyle Shanahan and his play calling, and I've been questioning that for some time. I will commend him right now, though, for going out getting talent because sometimes, well, I take that back all the damn time. Shanahan loves to go with just, you know, scheme over talent. And he thinks that he can plug certain people in that will fit his scheme instead of just going to get the talent, you know, because, hey, if the scheme breaks down, guess what? That talented motherfucker could still probably go make a play. So, you know, it's not like that's that's so Chip Kelly-ish, you know, like how can a coach be so arrogant? And sometimes and Chip Kelly was not good at all in the NFL. How can you think I can't believe in your system that much when it's, you know, not really proven to be all of that. And I'm not saying Shanahan's system isn't all of that. It's just that when they take the run away, because that's pretty much Shanahan, run the ball the way we run the ball. If you stop that, you're putting the ball in the quarterback's hands. And that's been Jimmy Garoppolo since 2017. And we know when he has to make plays with his arm, we're not going to win that game. Not too quick. Okay, so anyway, uh, Shanahan, he pulled it off. Him and Lynch. Mostly Shanahan, let's be real. McCaffrey is a 49er, and he will probably be suiting up this Sunday. I'll be surprised if he doesn't against the Kansas City Chiefs. We need everything and every every garden tool, every every weapon, every everything. We need everything for the Chiefs. And so uh, this was a good start toward that. 
So let's see how it goes now with Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, and now Christian McCaffrey, you know, lining up some of everywhere. Because I don't think McCaffrey will just be in the backfield. I think he'll also probably, you know, they'll do split backs. They'll do – he'll run in motion. He'll do screens and jet sweeps out of the backfield. He will run wheel routes. He will run across the middle. His check downs, his screens, everything could be – it really does open up the offense. So I'm, I'm glad they did do this because I don't think they were going to bite on OBJ. And then OBJ is not going to play now until December, it seems. So, good move. All right. Let's get into Let's get on with the rest of the show. And uh, let's start with Thursday Night Football. We're not going to be on this long, I promise you. Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals won at home against the New Orleans Saints. Both teams came in at 2-4. and four. They both needed a win desperately. And it was going – it was looking like the Cardinals were about to drop another game to the New Orleans Saints as – it was 7-3, the Saints were driving, and Andy Dalton throws an interception in the end zone. Yep. Blew a chance to go a 14-3, and then all of a sudden, it became pick fucking city. I'm sorry. Excuse my language, but that's what it was. He went from throwing that pick in the end zone, where they could have went up 14-3, to throwing two pick sixes after that. And that's when I immediately went back on social media and said, hey, guys, are you thinking what I'm thinking? It's time for famous Jameis. And they made no quarterback change at halftime. I heard from a birdie on Thursday that Jameis Winston would be available. He'd just be the third quarterback for whatever reason. He didn't play. Uh, Taysom Hill could have threw some balls better than what Dalton was doing at one point. He pretty much gave the game to the Saints, I mean to the Cardinals, when the Cardinals were kind of reeling. Guys, what do you take from tonight's game? Saints-Cardinals. I guess the question I want to ask first, though, is, and again, we'll be brief. Uh, did the Cardinals win this game or did the Saints lose this game? Uh, let's start with T, and then we'll get to you, Nick. Uh, the Saints absolutely lost this game. The Cardinals, to me, still did not look great on offense. Uh, they were just good enough to kind of move the ball, but they were not prolific at all. Uh, if, if the Saints don't throw two pick sixes, then they win the game. It's just that simple. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the Saints lost that game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would probably agree with that, uh, that the Saints lost it more than the Cardinals won it. What I will say, um, kind of in, in support of, or in defense of the Cardinals, however you want to put it, um, DeAndre Hopkins very well might still be the best receiver in football. Uh, I'm, and, and, and clearly, Kyle Murray seems to think so. He seems to think so that he's very valuable. Uh, Kyle Murray threw 29 passes tonight. 14 of those targets went to DeAndre Hopkins. He caught 10 of them. For 103 yards. Uh, Kyler Murray had a total of 204 yards. So mm. DeAndre Hopkins was literally responsible for half of, of Kyler Murray's production, basically, um, on the night. And so, I mean, for a guy that's, that's missed six weeks of ball, obviously wasn't injured. He had the, the, uh, the failed PED test, or whatever the case was. Um, for him to walk back in on, on a Thursday night game and, and be able to perform that way uh, says a lot about how good he is. So that, I think that's my biggest takeaway from the game is that, uh, you know, as much as we want to have Devontae kind of run away with that title at this point, or maybe even Cooper Cup for some people, just from a statistical standpoint, uh, DeAndre definitely showed up and, and kind of reminded everybody, hey, I'm I'm still that guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, so the Cardinals win. They are now three and four. DeAndre Hopkins, D, no drop D-hop is what I used to call him. Still will call him that. Um the Cardinals get a win. They needed him back. Robbie Anderson, I'm not really sure what type of game he had, but he did come out and play. And uh, the Cardinals finally get back into the win column. 
Before we move on, though, the main thing I want to ask you guys, though, real quick, is did you see Kyler Murray? And Terrence has told me that he's seen this. He said he's seen this before, ladies and gentlemen. But, um, oh, yeah, and happy birthday to Nick. Nick Ely uh, is, uh, is the birthday guy today. He is celebrating his, uh, well, he probably don't want to say how old, but happy birthday to Nick. 32nd. 32nd, okay. See, when you're young, you don't mind telling, saying that shit, huh? I get yeah, it. I think I'm still the youngest person on this show, so. I get it. I get it. You are. By a mile. That you are. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, happy birthday to Nick, guys. Uh, Libra. All over the place here. And, uh, Shout out to Uncle Snoop, who, who birthday is also today. Who? All right. Who? The D-O-Double Jizzle. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, man. That's, okay. my, that's my little claim to fame. Dig that. <laughs> Dig that. Okay, so, uh. Kyler Murray went off on Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach. I I didn't know if it was the head coach or an assistant at first, but it looked like he was looking directly into the eyes of Cliff Kingsbury, and he was. And I read his mouth, and I read his lips, and he was saying, calm the F down. He said it several times, and it was like, hey, man, I know what I'm doing. Calm the F down. And he kept saying it, and then he got the play, and he walked away, and then he walked back again like he was going to snap out. And then D-Hop came in between the two. Cliff Kingsbury didn't say a word. And and D-Hop got in between them, and he kind of, you know, hey, calm down, calm down, calm down, Kyler. And Kyler went on back into the huddle. They ran a play and ran it in the end zone on the very next play. But, guys, we'll start with the birthday boy, Nick. How do you feel about this quarterback? Uh, keep in mind, he looks like us, not like Cliff Kingsbury. It shouldn't matter, but you know it does. How do you feel? How, how do you feel about Kyler Murray going off on his quarterback? Now, if Tom Brady does that to tie bows, nobody will probably say a word. But this man snapped. And Terrence has said he's done it plenty of times. We'll let him speak in a minute. But, Nick, what do you feel about that? How do you like that? Well, I mean, so obviously, you know, in that comparison, of course, Tom Brady has has earned the right to kind of voice his opinion more so than most players. By the same token, as a former player, I, I don't necessarily mind it. Um, you know, particularly with with kind of the the criticism that Kyler Murray's gotten in terms of people questioning his dedication to the game and kind of that sort of thing between you know either his flirtation with possibly playing baseball and then obviously his uh, his seemed. Uh, preference to play video games i won't call it an addiction but uh preference to play video games particularly modern war uh call of duty which apparently dropped some sort of campaign here in the last 24 hours or so yeah uh and there's been a been kind of a running thing about kyle murray's record when uh when when call of duty has new stuff come out uh so you know from that standpoint it's good to see that he has the kind of fire where it's like where he's you know basically trying to tell his coach and you know, by extension, his team. Hey, I got this. Like, I'm, I'm in this just like y'all in this, and I, I know what I'm doing. So let me, you know, let me handle my. Do your job, and you do your job. I do mine. Um, so I don't necessarily mind it as long as you, as long as the production backs it up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't. I, it's, a, it's a wait and see situation for that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't mind it either. I, uh, I, I have seen it at least once more. I can't recall exactly who they were going against. Uh, I don't know if it was. Did they have a game against the Cowboys? I do not think they played the Cowboys yet. I think they will play them this year, but I don't think they have. I forgot, I forgot exactly. It was it was like the second or third week of the season, but I remember it was a game on Fox, and and seemed like he was kind of snapping off at somebody on the sidelines. Then mm-hmm. 
Um, so I, I just think that that's just Kyler Murray's probably his personality. He seems to be, to me, kind of a standoffish type uh, person. But anyway, regardless, I don't want to judge the man from way over here. But I, I don't, I'm not going to make a big deal about it. I mean, they won the game. You know how it is when you win. Winning, winning cures everything. So they won the game. They're on to the next. Uh, I think they'll be fine. But I, I do think that part of that is just a lack of respect for your coach, who is a younger person. That's kind of the um, the drawback to have with these younger coaches sometimes is that, hey, you're only five, ten years older than some of these players. And, uh, you know, you're, you're going to get a little bit more than that, M- more of that to me if you keep hiring younger co- younger coaches. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to say this. Um Kyler Murray, you should be ashamed ashamed of yourself, man. I mean, that potty like mouth. I mean, like that, that potty mouth of yours. He's acting like a he's I mean, you know what? I'm going to say what every every racist Caucasian out there in America will say right now. He needs to be quiet, shut up, play football, and stop acting like an N-I-G-G. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. You know there's some people out there that want to say that right now. But that's not me. I'm just joking. Just just trying to make light of the situation. But I don't know if that's cool or not. But I don't know what the hell Clean Kiff, Cliff Kingsbury, I don't know what the hell he was saying in his ear. You know, as they were uh, coming out with that timeout. Maybe he didn't get the play in quick enough and he was kind of getting on him like, I'm, I'm calling the timeout or whatever it was because you couldn't get the play out in time or who knows. But he just said, calm the F down. And he was ready for whatever. And I, I'm serious. That's what it looked like. Y'all check it out. I'm sure y'all seen it if you were watching it live. I know you guys did, and that was crazy. All right, we're going to move yeah, on, man. Thursday night football is in the books. It was definitely better than what it had been. It was just a blowout. We wanted to see points, but, you know. We, we, we needed that. We Yeah, we did. Next Thursday night. Ooh-wee. Terrence Smith, his Baltimore Ravens are going to Florida to take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. That will be something else right there. So, finally, some better games come up here on, on Thursday nights. All right. Uh, now, I want to ask you guys a question here. Before we get into the NFL Week 7 predictions, let's talk about what happened on Wednesday night in the NBA. All right. The, the Pelicans, they went off on the Brooklyn Nets. In Brooklyn, Zion Williamson, he played. He said he would. He did. He scored about 20-plus, 25, something like that. I think 20 of that, 25 was in the paint. Um, It was just a sloppy-looking game for Brooklyn to start off. They they hung around to try to stop the bleeding, but they got beat down pretty good. Are the Pelicans dangerous, as dangerous as they looked, Nick, Terrence, from what you saw? And, um, yeah, that's the first question I'll ask for now. Are the Pelicans as dangerous as they look? It's just one game. I don't know what this says about Brooklyn or what this says about New Orleans, but your thoughts. We'll start with the birthday boy again. What do you think about the Pelicans? I think, I think, I think the Pelicans showed us that they are this year's Memphis Grizzlies. Mm. Uh, you know, just the way that, you know, obviously there was a lot of hype around them coming in. Um, between the C.J. McCollum trade and near the end of last year, and then, of course, getting Zion back healthy, obviously the talent and the ability that he's shown um, in the in the few games that he has been available. And so to see all those guys out on the court together, I know there was one particular moment that I saw where uh, Brandon Ingram basically got matched up one-on-one with KD, hit a little crossover and a, and a mid-range 
jumper that looks very Kevin Durantish, um, to be perfectly honest. And so, you know, it, it, you know, I remember when Brandon Ingram came out, uh, came out of college, and, and Kevin Durant kind of came out and said he's the first guy that, you know, I feel like just kind of out of eye with me as far as you know his, his talent, and his height, and everything else. I know that was the kind of the running comparison, but certainly if he's going to take a step, you know, in his game to where he really is, you know, closer to a Kevin Durant level player. Uh, the Pelicans could definitely be be really scary, um, and like I said, they're definitely a dark horse contender for the Western Conference this year. Uh, I think I think I would personally still put the Clippers, the Warriors. Um, yeah, maybe maybe it's just the Clippers and Warriors. I would be really just comfortable with putting it. Then the Grizzlies probably um, that I would be comfortable putting over them, but uh, that that definitely is subject to change. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Brandon Ingram was also out of the playoff series last year, right? Uh, I think he got hurt later in the series. Right. Uh, right. That, that, that sounds familiar. Right. And who was the first round series against Phoenix? Yes. Yeah, it was because they were going to beat Phoenix and then Ingram got hurt. Okay. Yeah, I think that's about right. All right. So, um, hey, man, I, I think they're for real. I think that a lot of those teams have built. They built through the draft. They've signed. They, you know, then this is the this is the um, the result of the Anthony Davis trade where they got all the all the young talent that the Lakers could have right now and need, <laughs> but they have it over in New Orleans because of that. Plus all kinds of picks. So man, yeah, I think I do think they are for real. I think that even if they're not super great this year, like top two or three team this year, they very much can be at some point because they are young and they can outlast some of these teams. Like Phoenix, who might be getting older and might have to, uh, you know, part ways with, say, for instance, or Chris Paul or something. That the would have been the season close quick. Yeah, the Pelicans uh, should be around for a while, not just this year, but for a while. And and, and kudos to Zion, man. He finally put that jambalaya down and finally put those uh, beignets <laughs> down and, and, and got on the treadmill. What I need to be doing, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not above criticism. Uh, but kudos to Zion for. Transforming his body and uh, it's looking good. Hey, first game, I know it, but you know, a lot of people didn't think they would see that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, New Orleans has got to be a hell of a place to move to when you got a weight control problem. <laughs> That's the worst place to go to. Worst yeah. place. <laughs> In, anywhere in the South is just, just, hey man, send that man to uh, 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 Utah. Yeah, he wants to be in yeah. New York, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, also, I just got to say, since I'm speaking of body transformations, I don't know if you guys uh, watched Inside the NBA yesterday, but Shaquille O'Neal looks like he's probably, looks like he's probably lost about 60 or 70 pounds. Mm. I, I, don't think, I don't think Shaquille O'Neal has been that size since he played for Orlando. For Orlando, like in 92. Okay, wow. I have to uh, I have to take a look at Shaq. I ain't got to see those guys yet. It's in his face. When you see his face, you see it immediately. He's lost a lot of weight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay, that's what's yeah. up. That's what's up. That's what's up, Shaq. Uh, hey, man. Everybody's starting to figure this out now. And, uh, you know, you, you're supposed to eat to live, not live to eat. And I think that's what some people are starting to figure out these days. Speaking of eating to live, not living to eat, Eat green urban salads with Chef Swagger. Man, he's got salads, wraps, gyros. He's got it all. And, uh, like, he even does some chicken fillies, wraps on a salad. 
uh, the lamb. You can get chicken, chicken and shrimp. You can get turkey, turkey club. That's turkey bacon on top of the turkey. You can get shrimp. You can get salmon. And the salmon is scrumptious. Man, all of this good eating on, you know, some romaine spinach or kale. And it's for a nice price because you're eating pretty exquisite. And we're talking about a food truck. Pretty good stuff. Chef Swagger, eat green urban salads. Man, give them a call, man, if you want to get booked and serve whoever it is. They do cater. 901-417-1492. If you're in the Mid-South area of Memphis, Tennessee, Collierville, Arlington, North Mississippi. Or you can just email them at eat urban green at outlook.com or again 901-417-1492 all right guys so shout out to Shaq again he's been definitely eating green all right so keeping it moving we want to do react or relax so since we were just speaking about the pelicans and the nets in that beatdown, guys i ask you this the brooklyn nets it's just one game i know but they got beat down there's been a lot of drama about them all offseason, and it seems like they've been forced to play with each other. Now they are. Kyrie, KD, Ben Simmons. Terrence, I'm going to start with you because I just think you have a lot more to say about Brooklyn. Uh, do we react or relax after this one loss at home to the Pelicans? You know, I am going to say relax, believe it or not, and I'm saying that because – we just have not seen enough of those guys together. So it's going to take them a little bit of time. And I think that being in the East, they do have time to get it figured out. I don't think anybody has time to get anything figured out in, in the West because it's going to be so competitive. Mm-hmm. Being in the East, it does give you a little bit of time. Even if you finish fifth, sixth, seventh, hey, you're okay. You're still in. Over in the West, you know, the 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 ninth seed, ninth seed might have 50 wins. It might be a situation like that this year. So, um, yeah, no, I'm going to relax just because of they're, they're going to be okay. It's just going to take some time for them to get everything figured out. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take the positive on that. I'm going to say that they played a good team. Uh, the Pelicans will be a good team, and they and they see that Kevin Durant is here to play because he got 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just going to take a while to get everybody involved. So I, I'm, I'm going to relax on that one. Okay. All right. Nick? Yeah, I, I'm in. I'm in the same boat with T. Really, I, I'm gonna say relax as well. Uh, just because, like, like, you know, kind of like you said, when you got that much talent on the team, plus they still got uh, Seth Curry and uh, 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 who's the shooter? Uh, Harris, Joe Harris. The white got a good yeah. shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. he was yeah. out. Yeah, he was yeah. out. Yeah, with, yeah. With those two guys coming back as well, uh, it'll take a little time for him to gel. Uh, I, I, I still, the jury is still kind of out on Ben Simmons. Only if he'll return to the form that we expected out of him, you know, earlier in his career. Um, but Kyrie and KD are obviously proven. So those guys will get on track, even though Kyrie definitely let me down on my parlay uh, in that game last night. I only asked for 20 points. I don't know what the hell was wrong with him. But anyways, uh, it's not about me. So, uh, you know, that being said, uh, th- those guys will, will kind of will gel together and they'll definitely be a playoff team uh, going forward. Um, and then, you know, so it'll get interesting once we get to get to April, May and June for them. Okay, well, I'm going to relax as well just because it's just the first game, of course. But, man, the, the Nets, I could have won about a good 850, 880 last, last um, Thursday. I mean, Wednesday night if Brooklyn had a just won. Uh, I, 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 showed you, I, showed, I showed you guys the, 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 the parlay, the eight-leg parlay, yeah. and the prop bets and everything worked just 
phenomenal. It was it was great. Just Brooklyn, you didn't do your job, and uh, I damn near want to say screw you and and go ahead and go with the Bucks uh, for the for the Eastern Conference or the Celtics. But I'm gonna stay Hollywood. I'm gonna keep it political here. It just seems like the, the Nets and the Warriors is a you know something in the making, a great story. We'll see. But I mean, I, I like my Clippers. I like my Grizzlies. Uh, I miss saying Clips in six. We'll get to the Clippers in the Laker game uh, here shortly. But yeah, I'll relax as well. But uh, man, speaking of react and relax, here's another team that's not doing so good. Uh, it was the Brooklyn Nets' first game. The Philadelphia 76ers played their second, and they lost them both. Now, they didn't get blew out. They didn't get manhandled. They just looked plain. They looked dull. They looked boring. The offense, it's struggling. It's not looking good. As a matter of fact, it looks pretty bad. And the defense, well, it doesn't look much better. Guys, are we react? Should you react or relax on the on the 76ers starting off 0-2? And keep in mind, guys, everybody in Philadelphia is doing good right now in sports. It's a good time to be a Philadelphia fan in the sports, in, in you know, as far as the fan base goes in sports. Nick, his Eagles undefeated. The Phillies, <laughs> they're close to getting to the World Series. The Flyers, they're good. The MLS soccer team, they're good. Sixers is just two games, I know. But it's just something missing from what i see they do okay when hardens on the bench and then he gets on the court and it's like okay whatever you want to do james and it's not working uh guys your take on that sixers react or relax uh i am actually going to react okay. uh james harden scored, scored 30 points in both of the first games and that's either a sign of did he james harden do it yep Oh, wow. Okay. That's either a sign of James Harden doing too much mm. or everybody else just simply not doing enough. Either way, it's a problem, and it's a problem that, that they can – can they fix it? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, but but nevertheless, it is a problem. Mm -hmm. And don't even, don't even get me started on, on whatever they're doing on defense. Right. Which is pretty, which is pretty close to nothing. I'm not going to react just yet. On the 76ers, um, I, they're another one, kind of like the Nets, that, uh, you know, whether or not you're going to react or relax to them is going to have a lot more to do with their performance in the playoffs. Um, they're going to be a good enough team, particularly in the East, to make to make the uh, make the playoffs, uh, most likely be a top four, that worst five seed. Uh, so I would expect them to host a playoff series for sure. And, uh, you know, their, their, their performance in the playoffs is really going to tell the story for me. So unless things just go, completely off the rails uh, here during the regular season, which uh, it definitely is, you know, a small cause of concern for James Harden to be performing as well as he has and for them have to have lost both games. But they lost those games against, you know, A, the, the reigning Eastern Conference champion, and then B, the team that probably would have been the Eastern Conference champion had uh, Chris Middleton been healthy in the, in the Milwaukee Bucks. So uh, I'm not definitely not jumping off, the, jumping off the edge as far as the 76ers just yet. Okay. All right. Well... 76ers, they lose. They're 0-2. One more team in the NBA, and we'll get back to football. React or relax, the Los Angeles Lakers 0-2 to start their season. Now, night one on Wednesday, they played against the defending champ, Golden State Warriors. Night two, well, night three, but their second game of the season. On Thursday night, they're at home 
against the Clippers, who were also at home. But it was a Laker, it was a Laker home game, and the Clippers won. Uh, now, the Lakers did come back and make this a game, even though it looked as if they were going to get blown out the gym. But uh, And Kawhi Leonard came off the bench. That's something that we should also discuss real quickly, briefly, I guess. But, uh, guys, your thoughts on uh, the Clippers beating the Lakers, which is probably not a surprise to most of you, but just the fact that the Lakers are now 0-2. And uh, why are they 0-2? What can they do? How can they compete with everything that's going on in the West? I'm going to start with Terrence again on this one because, T, you said something very interesting earlier today when we were speaking or texting or whatever about the talent now in the West and how the Lakers might have let their time pass by them. Uh, on winning yeah. anything big here. Yeah, so of course I'm, I'm reacting to this simply because so many of the other teams have gotten better. Uh, the Clippers signed John Wall. Jamal Burry is back, excuse me, with the Nuggets. Uh, going to state, second unit looks as good as a lot of teams' first unit. Memphis has gotten better to me uh, just because they're they're constantly getting, they're growing and playing with each other, and now they're, they're the window to me is just now opening. Uh, so many teams have gotten better, and the Lakers, to me, either got worse or they stayed the same. And it's just going to mean they're going to be, to me, it's going to mean they're going to be further down the line than they were last year. Uh, I don't, I'm not saying they're going to be a 10 seed, but they're just not going to be good. Plain and simple. So um, whatever they have to do to get that figured out, they better start on it, on it now. And it might be something as simple as just sending Westbrook home. Houston did it for a year with John Wall. They sent him home. But he does not fit with what they're doing. I mean, Russell Westbrook is is a part of a much bigger problem for the Lakers, um, and, I, and I think uh, he's not the problem for it, right? But he is a part of the problem, right? Um, and I think, as much as I hate to do it, I'm going to have to kind of agree with uh, with LeBron as far as his uh, assessment of it the other night after after the first game, which is basically saying, "Look, we don't we don't have any shooters." Obviously, for him to say it, you know, and, and kind of with oh, his boy, history, he's doing this already. Yeah, with with, with his history, it's uh, definitely questionable to hear it coming from him, um, to say the least. But that being said, he's not wrong. Uh, they they don't have any shooters. You know, I think the guy that they're supposed to be dependent on now, oddly enough, is named Matt Ryan. Uh, he's a rookie from somewhere or other that I hadn't heard of him before. You know, opening night basically. Uh, but he's supposed to be a pretty good shooter, and that's supposed to be what actually got him onto the team. Um, but if, if that's the guy you're defending on to, to bolster your shooting ranks and, and to get you, you know, the kind of shooters that LeBron has always shown to need on this team to be successful, then you, you're going to be in some trouble. Um, you know, the Lakers are playing basketball as if they're building a team for 1982 as opposed to 2022, and I think that's going to be their uh, their Achilles heel for sure. Okay. All right. So the Great Debate Show, available wherever you get your podcast, download and subscribe. We're live on YouTube right now. We are also, of course, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, uh, Music Amazon, uh, the Google Podcasts, man, everywhere, iHeart. Again, wherever you get your podcast, hit the follow button to be notified every time a new episode is up and hit the download for every episode. And uh, you'll be notified when we're up. And we're up right now. We are all the way up because... We talked about the NBA, the Lakers, the Sixers, off to an 0-2 start right now, react or relax. Some of us is chilling. Some of us is saying, all right, we better react. And then we also talked about uh, the, the Pelicans on how dangerous they could be. And 
Nick and Terrence seem to think that they are going to be the Memphis Grizzlies of last season. And uh, I, I would have to agree with that. If Zion stays healthy, this is a very, very dangerous team. I didn't know how good they would be because I wanted to see how the offense worked and moved with Zion on the floor. Because sometimes it seemed like they were just standing around watching Zion, you know, make plays. And then, you know, the offense runs the way it should run when he goes back on the bench. But it looks like they got this thing together. This is a dangerous, dangerous team New Orleans can be. Brandon Ingram, I just want to say before we move on, I remember telling somebody who called and asked me a while back when Brandon Ingram was about to get drafted into the NBA. He said, hey, Jay, quick question. You're a Tar Heel fan. You watched Duke play against B.I. for a few years. Or no, just one year maybe. I'm not sure. But they knew I had seen enough film on him. What's your take on what he'll be in the NBA? I said, well, if he stays healthy and if he progresses like I think he could, he's probably a poor man KD. Take that how you want it with a grain of salt, whatever. He was like, okay, cool. I think he was actually cool with that. It took a while before we actually seen that coming to fruition, but I think we can say now he looked more like KD on Wednesday night than KD looked like KD on Wednesday night at times. B.I.'s, he's doing his thing, man, and he's he's showing, he's taking the lead by storm. Zion is not the only star on that damn team. B.I., that boy's a star, man. He's a star. Just wanted to say that. The New Orleans Pelicans, and I love their coach, you know. I mean, he'll talk me into suiting up for the damn Pelicans, you know, uh, <laughs> to do something. I don't know. He's, he's, very, he's a very good motivator. All right. Uh, keeping it moving. Oh, real quick, guys. Anybody have any thoughts on Kawhi not starting? Like, what's the plan for that? Is that just for now? What are they doing with that? On why Kawhi is just starting. We'll start with Nick. He did not start. The Clippers did beat the Lakers. What was the reason for Kawhi not starting, though? Uh, they just doing this right now because the season just started? He's supposed to be 100%, though. So why are they managing his minutes? Like, what's going on with that? I mean, I'd imagine they're basically going to take the Clay Thompson approach with him, um, you know, with him having missed the time with the injuries and, and kind of having an injury history that he does. Uh, you know, going into a new season and coming in healthy, they don't want to throw him out there and just put him straight to a uh, to 100% workload. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they'll just they'll just look to try to try to build them into it so that by the time we, you know, so, you know, around the corner, past the All-Star break going in April, May, and June, that he's, at 100% and ready to handle a 35, 38, 40-minute uh, a night kind of load. Okay, okay. All right, well. Yeah, you, I'm, oh, no, yeah, ahead, I'm right with you. It's, it's just uh, a little more sophisticated load management, that's all. Maybe. Okay, all right. That's it, T? Okay. Um, yeah, that's it, yeah. Well, Kawhi had, uh, coming off the bench, he had 14.7 rebounds in 21 minutes. Uh, in this game, John Wall had 15 points, four rebounds, and three assists, and he had a few big shots in the fourth quarter to close that game out. Kawhi also hit a big shot to close that game out because the Lakers, the Lakers did tighten things up in that game. Paul George had 15 and 10 and four, so I guess he's kind of the ringleader there with a double double for the Clips. And as far as the Lakers, AD had 25 and eight boards. He was nine of 16 from the field. LeBron, he had uh, 20 points and 10 boards and six assists. And Russell Westbrook, oh boy. man, man, man. Yeah, you said it. Say it again, T. Oh, boy. Two points. And uh, he had five steals now, but he only had two points, and he was 0 for 11 
from the field. Okay, so again, uh, yeah, probably should be reacting a little bit to the Lakers, but hey, a loss is a loss. Congratulations to the Clips. This is who Nick and Terrence has winning the West, and I think the Bucks winning the East. I don't blame you guys. I like what I saw, but the Golden State Warriors, they look like they are probably going to repeat. Just, just They do look like it. Just one night, but, yeah, they do look like it. Again, they were playing the Lakers, and I guess that's not saying much these days, but they did make a game out of this on Thursday night against the Clippers. All right, that's enough basketball talk. We don't do it enough. We wanted to do it. The season just started. Let's talk about it. It's been great. It's been some good games, too, as well, to start off the season. So I just wanted to talk about that. And uh, now, let's get to the, back to the NFL. Before we get into the games, guys, I want to ask you one question. Which quarterback uh, – let's see if I ask this right. Yeah, which quarterback has the biggest return this week in the NFL? If Mac Jones plays in New England, is it Mac, Dak, or Tua? Dak will be coming back uh, for the Detroit Lion game on Sunday, and Tua will be back as well this week for the Dolphins, and Mac – Jones will be available for New England. I think Zappy is still getting the start, but Mac Jones will be available. Let's start with Nick here. Which quarterback between those three are going to have the biggest return, Dak, Mac, or Tua? Hey, I, I think that uh, I, I'll, I'll go. Uh, I think that uh, Dak is going to have the biggest return because he's got the most to gain, in my opinion. I think that the Cowboys know now that they have a championship window that is very much open because of how this team has performed with him in, uh, with him in his absence. Mm-hmm. And he also he also has to come out and play well because his backup has set a standard um, that he's got to also match because they were very formidable. I'm sorry about that, T. My bad, my bad. Uh, one second. Okay, T, get back in there. Yep. So they, um, so I, I think that Dak is going to have to have the biggest impact because he simply has to. Mm-hmm. Okay. He just absolutely has to. Yeah, uh, I was missed a good bit of Terrence's take but from the end there. Carl sounds like he thinks that, that uh, Dak's return is either going to have the most impact or is the most important. Um, I tend to disagree. I'm I'm gonna go with Tua. Uh I think I think that uh obviously the Dolphins have seemed to struggle a little more than what the Cowboys did um without Dak. You know, without uh and so I'm I'm gonna put a little more weight on Tua's return. Uh him being able to, you know, continue the uh the chemistry he seems to have built with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and those guys, uh that entire, you know, receiving course. Um so I'm gonna lean towards Tua and say that his return has the biggest impact. Um, it is the one that's that's most needed. Okay. Well, I'm going to agree with Nick. Uh, I agree with you, Nick. I'm going to go with Tua as well. Basically, just because Tua, he was doing all right before he got hurt. Um, again, hope everything goes fine with Tua. I hope that brother does fine. I hope he stays safe. And I hope he doesn't take another big hit to the head again anytime soon. want to say that first because the last time we saw him on the field, it did not look good. And the fact that he's playing a football game just a few weeks later, it's remarkable. We're glad to see him, but we hope that he stays and remains safe. All right. Now, I'm picking Tua because I'm not picking Dak. Man, Dak is holding the Cowboys back. 
I'm not gonna stop. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna stop saying that, guys. Just because hanging with Mr. Cooper Rush turned into hanging with Mr. Blooper Rush, they still aren't any better with the cap with Dak. I don't care what anybody says. Yes, the offense will probably throw a few more passing yards. It'll probably be because it'll probably be because he's throwing to catch up because they're behind, like he does for the most part. I'm just not sold on Dak. After six, seven seasons, I've seen enough. He's not. He's not going to get you to the promised land, Cowboys. I'm sorry. He's holding you back. So I'm going with Tua. And and look, yeah, he could probably put some yards and some points up on the Detroit Lions. He 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 definitely can. But I mean, what do you expect me to say? It's the Detroit Lions. I mean, it's a definitely a good game to come back for. But I don't appreciate you coming back this game when you should have came back then against Philly if you if you were so ready, so ready to go. But whatever. Uh, we're going to keep it moving and. I think it's time to get to these picks now, guys. Um, man, 48 minutes in already. Okay, guys, who, 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 who are we going to start with? Nick, are you looking at it? Because I think I have pretty much yeah. did everything that I had on my end, so we can go ahead and try to run through the games that you see fit to be, you know, uh, important enough to discuss. Yeah, 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 right on, right on. So we'll start with uh... – one of those returning quarterbacks. We've got the Detroit Lions visiting the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. Uh, the Cowboys are a seven-point favorite. Who y'all got? Hey, I'm, I'm rolling with the Cowboys there. I think the last time I saw Detroit, they were getting uh, manhandled by New England and whoever was playing quarterback for them. So uh, I think Dallas would have better defense than New England and a better offense. I'm not saying they'll get shut out, but they should get beat down pretty good. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Dallas as well, just because they they <laughs> just because they're the better team, I guess. And yeah, give me Dallas. Yeah, much as I hate to say it, I, I'm making a clean sweep on that one. I'll go Cowboys as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we've got the Indianapolis Colts, three uh, two and one. Indianapolis Colts visiting the three and two Tennessee Titans. Uh, Titans are a two and a half point favorite in that game. This is the second division game, right? Yes, I do believe so. Yeah, I think the, I think the Colts in the first one. The Titans. Titans won the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, give me the Colts. Okay. Uh, at the risk of at the risk of repeating, I'm gonna also agree. And I'm gonna go with the Colts. Yeah. Uh huh. Huh. the Colts, they definitely lost at home the last time. And uh the Titans, well, they're at home. So but it it, it just seems like the Titans kinda win in Indianapolis sometimes and the Colts, well, they sometimes went in Nashville. I don't really know, to be honest with you, what to think about these two teams. I'm so torn between them and the Jaguars in the AFC South. They're hard to figure out, uh, and we're six weeks in already. I'm going to take a clean sweep here, and I'm going to go with you guys, and I'm going to say the Colts as well. As much as I would like to be different, I think the Colts will pull it out this time too. Uh, if, if I'm any – if I'm – Anywhere near being right about the Colts' season, they've got a split with the Titans here. So, yeah, I'll take the Colts. Yep. All right. And the first, uh, what I would say would be a, uh interesting line of the week. I'm going to look at uh, the – yeah, I'm going to look at the 5-1 New York Giants visiting the 2-4 and four Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars are a three-point favorite going into that game. Wait a minute. The Jaguars are a three-point favorite over the five and one Giants. You heard me correctly. Yeah. 
Tino, what's up? Vegas, Vegas knows something. Give me Jacksonville. Yep, and I agree. I'm taking the Jags as well. As much as I like the Giants, it's time for them to lose, maybe. I'm thinking Jags, mm, I don't know if they won last week or not, but I can see them winning this game where both teams will be, you know what, tied at 5-2. and two. I'll take the Jags also. No, 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 no. The, ja- the Jags are two and four. Oh, damn. I thought you just said four and two. No, they're, they're two and four. Oh, hell. Well, they do. Okay, well, the Jags definitely need to win. Um, but that does make you scratch your head even more. That's that's puzzling that the Jags are three-point favorites uh, against a five-and-one team. Uh, the Jaguars' defense is good, but they kind of dropped a few here. Uh, let's see here. Five-and-one versus two-and-four. Yeah, I'm still taking the Jags. Um, yep, give me the Jags. Vegas knows. Yeah, so when, when 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 Terry said that Vegas has to know something for this for this to be the case, yeah. uh, that one uh, very nearly pulled me over the yard side. But I'm going to be the first one to set on a pick, and I'm going to lean with the Giants. Uh, you know, as we you know, as you guys have spent the last couple of weeks trying to tell me, the Giants seem to be a legit team. Mm-hmm. And so since I just I just came around here in the last week. I'm going. I'm gonna stick with them, and I'm gonna pick them to win. And I'm probably gonna put them on a ticket because they got plus odds for a W. Okay. All right. Yep. So moving on. uh, Obviously, this will be time for Terrence to first give his opinion. We have (laughs) we have the two and four Cleveland Browns visiting the three and three Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are a six and a half point favorite at home. Talk to me, you know. We'll beat the Browns just because they're pretty much one-dimensional while Deshaun Watson is still out. But I'm not saying they were in the conference because we're just very good at losing games. But I think we'll win that one. Uh, I, I think I'll... Go ahead. Nah, go, go, ahead, ahead go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. I need another minute anyway. You're good. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with T. I think I'm going to stick with the Ravens on this one as well. Uh, the Browns are a... I guess maybe slightly better or about the team we expected them to be without Deshaun Watson to this point so far. Uh, I think the Ravens, uh, although they may not have quite been from a record standpoint, the team that we expected them to be, I think they're good enough to, uh, to get this one done. Uh, I'll take the Ravens probably in a close one. Where is this game at again? This game is in Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ravens definitely need to bounce back. Uh, and the Browns, oh, poor Browns. Yeah, I'm taking the Ravens. As much as I like to see if they're gonna, you never know about some of these games. Some something's gonna go, you know, left. I don't know which game, but there's gonna be a game or two that's not gonna go as you expected. And it, this could be one, but I'm gonna say no. The Ravens got to get a win here. I'm thinking. Um, but yeah, I'll take the Ravens. But I gotta ask you guys after this week. I'll, I'll see what happens, but if the Ravens lose this, I really want to ask Terrence, is he still thinking that Lamar should have bet it on himself? Because it's not looking like he, he made the right decision doing that. I thought that maybe I mean, he'd get I, hurt. I, but... Yeah, to, to answer that, uh-huh. I mean to cut you off, but to answer that, mm-hmm. I think I think Lamar has played great, but I think um, uh, uh, what's his, the brother's name from ESPN? Uh, Lou Reed? No, 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 no. Big guy played for the Cowboys. Uh, Marcus uh, Spears. Swagger. Uh, Marcus Spears. Marcus, Marcus, Marcus Spears. Yeah. He, he, I think he gave a very perfect assessment. Lamar has to take care of the ball in the fourth quarter. Yeah. It's that simple. He does. But other than he that, I think, I think Lamar has played great. Uh, I think Lamar is, is should be top five MVP uh, candidate. 
and definitely would have been had they held on to those wins. That some of that was some of that was not of his doing. The uh, the previous game against the Giants definitely was. So now Lamar's trying, man. I I think that is it's going to be a week to week thing. On he, should he bet on himself or not? But uh, if they take care of some of these games, it's not even a question. Yeah, I think he's closer to the fringe of that top five than he was uh, earlier on in the season. Um, and he started out, I would say, great and has, has come back to earth a little bit to to pretty to very good. Uh, but certainly has the potential to still, you know, make some noise in that race. Yeah. So speaking of games that, that could be uh, oddly competitive and, and fun to watch this weekend, we've got the 3-3 three and three Atlanta Falcons visiting the 3-3 three and three Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I want to hear Jarvis on this one. What you got, Jarvis? Man, after the Atlanta Falcons just did what they did to us, I want to pick the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, to be honest with you, man, I mean, look, Marcus Mariota, as I stated last week's on last week's episode, the way he played, the way they called that game is the exact way I thought Shanahan should have been calling the plays for Trey Lance and the Niners before he went down week two in that uh, horrific injury. That's a tough one, though, Nick. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I don't know what to think about the Bengals sometimes. They're up and down. They're inconsistent. The offensive line, even though they spent money on it, it's still not that damn good. But after the Falcons did what they did to the Niners, they'll probably lose this one. They're going to Cincinnati, going up north, traveling in the Midwest. I'll pick the Bengals, but, man, the Falcons are better than what people thought they were going to be. I was told, watch out for the Falcons. Arthur Smith, Dan Pease, these guys are coaching. The Niners got outcoached by those guys just last week. So, Zach Taylor, man, pack a lunch. Bring your A game because they're going to play, and it's not going to be a patty cake walk. They're not going to lay down for you. I can tell you that right now. I'll take the Bengals, but I'm doing it very, very reluctantly. Yeah, I'm also going to roll with the Bengals. I think that this is probably the part of the season where they kind of turn it around. So, I, I'll, I'll roll with the Bengals here. What's the spread on the Nick? Six, six and a half. Six and a half. So six and a half for Cincy? Yeah. Yeah, I'll take the Bengals. Okay. Would you take that spread? Mm, no. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't. I would not. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. I, I I am very very tempted to go over the line mm. and take the and take the Falcons to win it. Oh, I I think I'm gonna hold off on it. Uh, I de- I definitely would I definitely would not take the Bengals on the spread. Uh, you know I'm, I may be comfortable taking Atlanta plus six and a half on a ticket. I'm very uh, mm, just and the reason being is because um, although the Falcons are traveling to the Bengals, the kind of game that they play does travel, meaning their, their team is going to try to keep the ball on the ground more so than airing it out. Um, and so, you know, running running game travels for sure. And so that, that definitely gives them a chance to stay in and keep the ball out of uh, Joe Burrow's hands. Uh, so that gives them a very strong chance to stay in it. I think I will still lean with the Bengals to win the game. Uh, but as I think as both of you guys said, it's not, it's not said with, a, with a, a whole lot of confidence. All right. What else you got? All right. Moving on, moving on. Uh, we can probably be quick with this one because uh, we have two teams that are seeming to matter less and less as the season goes on. The three, the three and three Green Bay Packers visit the two and four Washington Commanders. Uh, the Packers are a four and a half point favorite. All right, here's where I get to have my fun. I'm rolling with the Commanders. Something's wrong with Green Bay. Something's going on over there. Uh, I liked what I saw from the Commanders' defense last week. 
I think they will continue their hot play and bother Aaron Rodgers at an offensive enough who can't seem to run the ball at all. I'm saying that because I've had A.J. Dillon in my starting lineup all week, all year long, and it has been abysmal. I'm rolling with the Commanders in a very close win. I will say 17 to mm, 17 to 13. All right, Terrence. Uh, that's that's a bold prediction there. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, man. That's that's very bold. Okay. That's okay. Bold enough for me to put a couple dollars on this for too. Yeah, that's that's right. I hear you. I hear you on that, man. I tell you what. Um, in the in the words of Jr. Good old Jr. Jim Ross in the wrestling. You no good, son of a. No, seriously, <laughs> you took my. It's almost like you copied off my cheat sheet, man. Uh, I was gonna do the same thing. I didn't tell anybody I was going to say it, but I'm saying it. Remember last week, I said it's time to re- react, not relax with Green Bay. Well, I think everybody will be saying react if they lose this one. I see Washington winning that game, going 3-4. and four. The Packers lose, they go 3-4. and four. Sounds right to me. The Packers are struggling. They didn't get Christian McCaffrey. Not saying they need him, but they need something. They're not going to get DJ Moore because there's some news that is broke that DJ Moore's not going anywhere. They see him as a um man, what was the word that they use? They see as they see him as a foundational player. He'll be around for a while. Franchise cornerstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Franchise cornerstone. We can use that too. They see him as being that guy, and he's not going anywhere. Good luck, DJ. <laughs> as AC Slater would sound say about a bear, good luck, Preppy. It's not gonna be good for him hanging around that team. But uh basically what I'm saying is that I think the commanders they're good enough to give the packers more problems than what they already have their pass defense is not that good um the running game i don't know where that went this year yeah i'm taking i'm taking the commanders as well for the, for some of the same reason that t just uh just expressed well, in a very odd situation, we're going to have a clean sweep on the pick of a underdog. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, this week, I'm, I'm going to ride with the Commanders as well, but not for the reasons that you guys mentioned. Actually, it's because of who they have starting their quarterback this week, which is not the, once again, injured Carson Wentz. That's right. Uh, That's they, right. They are bringing back Taylor Heineke. My boy Heineke. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, it seems that the guys, uh, you know, just looking at him from, from last season, uh, seems he's got a lot of lot of fans of his play in that locker room, so I think that helps bring some more chemistry uh, to the Washington offense. Um, and obviously, as, as Jarvis mentioned, the defense is, is starting to show some good things. So, mm-hmm. um, particularly if they if they can get Chase Young back anytime soon, uh, this could be a nice little little clip for the for the Commanders going forward. Uh, so I think I'm gonna roll with the, with the Commanders as well. And Nick, do you realize what you just done while your Eagles are on a bye week? You just went with every other team in the NFC East for this week. You've already picked the Giants, the Commanders, and, and the Cowboys. Cowboys. I, I did do that. You did. I mean, you know, I mean, we, I'm going into the week knowing that obviously we're going to remain undefeated. So, no, but uh, these might are, as well let the rest of the division have a little bit of fun. These are good predictions. You're not being biased at all. I can tell you didn't you didn't even realize what you were doing and you didn't care. You picked who you thought would win. So I, I like it. What we got next? Uh, next up, we could probably be quick with this one. The three and three Tampa Bay Buccaneers visit the one and five Carolina Panthers. Uh, Tampa Bay is a 12 and a half point favorite in that game. Hmm. Tampa Bay, uh, make it make it 20. Uh, Tampa by Tampa by a million. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a clear that Carolina is just trying to get to the draft. Uh, 
Yeah. And Tampa might speed the process up a little bit. So I'll roll with Tampa on that one. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I think I think we get a Tom Brady bounce back revenge game after uh, taking that loss to the Steelers last week. So oh, yeah. I'm going Tampa Bay also. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, let's see. And we can leave that one alone. Uh, oh, this is fun. All right, we got the 4-2 and two New York Jets visiting the 2-4 and four Denver Broncos. <laughs> uh, Danger Russell Wilson. Uh, Take Broncos. it under. <laughs> Take it under. <laughs> under is 38.5. Broncos are a one-point favorite at home. Take it under in uh, some kind of way. I don't know why, but I am going to just put some kind of faith into Russell Wilson that they will pull out a 9-6 to six victory. <laughs> no, seriously, but uh, <laughs> in, in, in all seriousness, I do believe the Broncos will pull out a – I don't think they'll be 9-6. to six. They, they might get a touchdown. It won't be much, but both of those teams seem to be pretty low-scoring teams, good defenses. Uh, I'm going to roll with the Broncos, but not a lot of points. Not a lot of points at all. Uh, Nick, who did you say they were playing again? <laughs> Jets are visiting the Broncos. Okay. Yeah. Uh, That's right. The Jets are supposed to win, seriously. I mean, they look like they're the better team these days. And Elijah Moore is complaining, and he's asking for a trade, even though the Jets have said they're not going to do it. That came out on Thursday. But I'm with T. I'm going to go with the Broncos because they just got to win here, I think. I think they're still going to get it together. I don't know why they're struggling. I don't know why they're going, why they're doing what they're doing. I still think that this rookie head coach could get fired this season. I still think he can and should. But I'm going to go with the Broncos. It's the last damn time I'm going to do it. Bronco country. Let's ride. Let's ride. Uh, I'm not going to ride with Broncos country on this one. <laughs> he is fell off the bandwagon. I, I, no, I, I was the one on the bandwagon. Nah, this is Jarvis's nah, this is, this is me. Driving. Yeah, this is all me. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was Jarvis driving that bus. I, I wasn't on that one. Thanks uh, a lot, L.A. And, uh, and uh, I am starting to pick up some faith in these New York Jets, man. I mean, the defense looks legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got probably the offensive rookie of the year, um, as well as a, another very good, you know, young rookie receiver, Garrett Wilson over there. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, for the, for the Jets' sake, Jack Wilson continues to take some steps forward. I'm going to take the Jets to win it. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, anybody interested in the Seahawks at Chargers? No. Any interest there? No. No, I'm not interested in that. No. All right, Jarvis, well, it's it's your turn. I'll take the Chargers, yeah. though. I will also I, I, take I guess. the Chargers. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'll take the Chargers, I guess. But, yeah, keep it going. Uh, yeah, I guess I would take the Chargers. Barely. They're five point favorite. Uh I wouldn't take that. But uh right. I get I guess I would take them to win. The Seahawks yeah. can definitely make that one interesting. Yeah. Uh probably should go we, over. We come, we come for you, Jarvis. Okay. Say what? Probably should go over. Sounds like it, though. I don't know. The way they've been playing lately, probably could go over it on is. that. I don't know what the points the are. Line on, the line on the over under is fifty and a half. Oh damn. That is a lot of points, yeah. but they probably go over it. I mean, I can easily see 30 to 27. So that's over 50 right there, isn't it? Yes, 57. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. That's just, right. just a little nugget for you all, gamblers. Right on. Well, Jarvis, we coming to your backyard on this one. We got the 4-2 and two Kansas City Chiefs visiting the 3-3 three and three San Francisco 49ers. 
Kansas City Chiefs are a two-and-a-half point favorite. Oh, two-and-a-half. That's it? The way we played last week? Okay. All right. Well, hey, there's still hope then for the Niners. Uh, Look, I said it's time to react. Well, the 49ers must have listened because they reacted. And they reacted by acquiring Christian McCaffrey in a trade. That's the breaking news that happened on Thursday night. I already kind of thought that the 49ers would beat would, would beat the Kansas City Chiefs anyway after coming off of a loss to the Atlanta Falcons. I'm more comf- comfortable and confident in picking the Niners to win this game, basically because, like, it's a week-to-week league. I say this all the time. And I know teams win two straight, three straight, four straight at times. Teams can lose that many at times. But, man, they just it just seems like they want you to believe if this isn't real, if it's really – scripted they want you to think that these teams are so good so they keep it competitive highly competitive look at the jets and the giants you know even the detroit lions are losing phenomenal games so i mean nobody just looks bad right now unless you're the denver broncos uh (laughs) but that's neither here nor there i'm going with my niners not because it's my niners but because i just think it's time for them to you know beat the chiefs get their super bowl revenge from a few years ago, and now that they've added Christian McCaffrey, as Terrence was uh, was mentioning earlier before we uh, during pre-production, and I'm I'm not trying to steal this from you, T, but you made a good point. Spagnola, he doesn't uh, he he's got he's got a plan. He's got a game plan for Christian McCaffrey, and he has very short amount of time to do so. So I just think that that's a disadvantage for them. And as good as Mahomes is, and as much as he can light us up because our defense is down to two. Healthy starters out of the projected 11 that we had last uh, from the beginning of the season when we started. I'm still going to take the Niners. I know it may sound crazy, but give me the Niners. And um, whether McCaffrey plays or not, I think we bounce back at home. We need it. I think we'll get it. Man, I'm rolling with the Chiefs on that. I just I, just, I think that Mahomes is still Mahomes. Uh, and that might just be a little bit too much for the 49ers. But it will be very intriguing to see them coming out with with uh, with uh, McCaffrey and with with Debo and, and that offense now, um, but with all that being said, I'm still rolling with Kansas City. I don't know what the spread is, but I would I would take Kansas City by by a couple two, of points, two and a half. Oh well, okay. I am Vegas. Vegas is me. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a little a little less fortunate than Vegas is. Right. I know. Right. So, it uh, seems the rumor is that Nick Bosa uh, is optimistic. He said, I tried to say that he is optimistic that he will play this week. And so, that's the only thing that throws a little bit of pause um, into this pick. But I'm, I'm rolling with Kansas City as well. Uh, obviously, they took the loss last week to Buffalo. They're going to be looking to bounce back. Uh, definitely not going to be overlooking the 49ers in this situation. Um, so, I'm, I'm going to roll with the Chiefs to get this one done. All right. It makes sense. They're supposed to win, right? We will see. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they are the they are the better team on paper for sure. Yeah. Um, we've seen the 49ers kind of overcome what what paper says uh, on on multiple occasions. So it wouldn't surprise me to see for, the 49ers win. Um, but forced to make a pick, I'm, I'm gonna go with Kansas City. Okay. All right. And Ooh. and lastly, looks like we got a back to some back to back potential clunkers in prime time this week. Uh, first one on Sunday night is the two and four Pittsburgh Steelers. Visiting the three and three Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are a seven point favorite at home, and Tua Tagovailoa is expected to return as the Dolphins' starting quarterback. Who you got? 
Damn. You know what? You know what? I said that Tua is probably gonna have the the bigger return. I wanna I wanna retract that. And 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 I'll I'll quickly explain why. As much as I hate to say it, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna pick Dak. Since they're playing the Detroit Lions defense, I'll say he'll have the better return. Cause I didn't realize who Tua was playing. He's playing the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday night football. Now, I think Tua can get the job done and the Dolphins can win. But the more and more I think about it, I circled this game earlier in the year. Earlier in the season, I circled this game telling myself, note to self. That's what I say when I'm talking to myself sometimes. Um, note to self, Jarvis. Brian Flores in Pittsburgh is going to go to Miami and spank his former team. That's the story. I'm going to stick to it. Give me the Steelers on Sunday night. Right. See, um, mm, Jarvis just made it tough for me. I'm sorry, T. It's okay. It's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> well, it's a great debate show. You, you think of one thing and somebody says something, and now you think of something totally different. Right. With all that being said, man, give me Miami. I um, do not have a lot of faith in Pittsburgh right now, and it's not necessarily because of their defense. I just don't think they can score enough to really be any good team. It's been a problem. I think it'll be continue to be a problem. They scored them just enough last week to beat uh, beat Tampa, so maybe this <laughs> proving me wrong. But I think that's also a problem. So far, the upset of the year, and I don't I don't think they do that twice. Not to say that Miami is as good as Tampa, uh, but I do think that Miami is good enough to put the game where the offense is going to have to uh, score a little bit, and they just won't be able to. Okay. Jarvis, I'll be honest, I expected you to pick uh, Pittsburgh going into this, and you did, but not for the reason I expected. It was it was right there in front of you, man. Uh oh, what did I miss? Still, what did I miss, Nick? Pittsburgh still is a two and four. Miami's three and three. Pittsburgh wins. They're both three and four. Yeah, well, or that. Wow. Yeah. Or that. That being said that being said, I'm riding with Terrence. I'm riding with the Miami Dolphins. Of course. <laughs> is, is enough juice for them to to get over the hump. And as he said, you know, they had a big upset against the Bucks last week. Yeah. I don't know that I see them doing that two weeks in a row. Right, right. I, I would love to see Tyreek Hill and Tua and those guys show out and have a great game. But that Brian Flores thing is, I don't know. I, now, again, they could blow the hell out of the Pittsburgh Steelers that, and have – That Brian Flores thing is an interesting twist. I definitely give you that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm just, I don't know if it's to shit on him or if it's to shine light on him. I really don't – I'm not sure, but I'm going to say that the story will be, wow, did you see what Brian Flores did to his former team? He knows how to defend Tua and the team. He used to coach them, right? Uh, kind of like what Nick, what kind of like what Terrence did last week, and he was 110% right about it uh, when he yeah, talked about Jacoby Brissett. No, no, Jacoby Brissett and, and, and playing and, and Belichick. Belichick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did call that. You're right. You called that, T. He, this could be similar to that. You called the Yeah. Huh? No, 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 you no. Call, you called no, I said we would win. I said we would beat the Falcons. I thought that we would still beat them, but we didn't. I was wrong. But okay, but, but you, but you, but you, I, I thought you pointed out about you know the the Kyle Shanahan history. Ah, uh, the Shanahan history about what? When he because he he came from the Falcons. Oh no, I didn't. No, I didn't bring that up at all. Okay. No, I, I didn't. I thought, I thought somebody said it. Okay, mm. maybe, maybe I thought it. You probably did. You should have said it. You would have been right. <laughs> yeah, but no, nah, I I didn't. I actually thought that. Another game would end up being the three and three, but it was a lot of three and threes, and I didn't bite on I didn't bite on a few of them. But yeah, that I'm gonna take the Steelers again. Brian Flores is the story. That's the reason why. 
But again, I hope this is a good game. We will see offense versus defense. Uh, I would take the under or whatever the hell it is, though, because the Steelers' defense is still pretty good. And if the Steelers go on a run here and J.J. Watt comes back and nobody acts like they really want to take the crown in the AFC North, Keep watch out. Watt. Watch out for the Steelers if Watt comes back and, 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 and everything is still kind of the way it is right now, a juggernaut in the AFC North. Everybody just beating up on everybody, as I predicted. Uh, the Steelers ain't completely out of this if they can get this win. We'll see. Uh, but anyway, that's that's it, right? Or oh, we got one more game? We got one more. We got the Monday Nighter, which also has some serious clunker potential. We've got the two and four Chicago Bears oh, visiting the three and three New England Patriots. Patriots are a seven and a half point favorite at home. Patriots. And Mac, Mac Jones is also expected to return as the Patriots starter. Oh. It's, it's Patriots and who now? I'm sorry, oh. I, I missed that part. Oh, he's going to Patriots start? and Bears. Bears. Bears are visiting the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so Patriots, you mean to tell me? A, yeah, I, I, I don't have to think at all the Patriots. Hello. The team the Bears are putting on the field should not be not even be allowed. So Mac Jones is starting? I thought he was just going to be available. Uh, I think I thought he's. I mean, if he's returning, I would think he would be the starter. No, I wouldn't think so. Zappy's been playing good football. We got a quarterback yeah, controversy Mac, in, in in Foxborough, I think. And that was your first round pick last year. I mean, Bailey played, you know, two what two good games. I guess, I guess so. Mm, we'll see. Let's see how he does against the Bears. He, we, I'm pretty sure he'll look pretty good though. So if they play Zappy again, they're not in a hurry to see Mac. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I'm taking the Patriots for the reason why Terrence, uh, what he was alluding to on the last episode, we talked about it. George Hollis and the Bears. This is who founded and coached the Bears. This is who will break the record on all-time coaching wins, I believe. He will get that now. If he tied him last week by beating the Browns, the team that he first started coaching with, his coaching career started in Cleveland, and then the next week he plays the Bears, George Hollis. Man, I think it's a no-brainer as well. This will be like Jerry Rice when he got that 100-and-whatever touchdown and broke Steve Largent or whoever record that was against the Raiders on a Monday night Labor Day um in 94 in the 94 season and they just picked him up and just like oh yeah we got a game to play but let's just keep celebrating jerry rice that's what will happen with this like belichick he'll get picked up carried off the field into the tunnel this is easy and if the patriots lose this one i will be very very shocked yeah i was gonna say that that you, you did it again jarvis but you know with that logic i, I would see the bill belichick storyline uh superseding the you know, three and four Chicago Bears becoming the three and four Chicago Bears and a three and four New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. And I also agree with it. Uh, I'm going to go with the Patriots as well, not only because I, because of you know kind of the the, uh, the Belichick uh, all time wins record that he'll take there, but also just because the Patriots are a better team. Um, you know, Justin Fields is throwing more picks, and he has touchdowns this year. Not entirely his fault. It's just the fact of the matter. Um, Patriots got a very solid defense because Bill Belichick usually does put out solid defenses. And they're finding a little bit of continuity on offense, so I'm going to go Patriots as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's lit. We ran through the entire Week 7 games. We gave you our predictions to the best of our abilities in the best time, you know, that we best that we possibly could. So uh, that's it. That 90-minute mark is approaching. I don't have anything else. Um, we did NBA already. We did the NFL talk, the preview. We talked about Thursday Night Football We talked about Zion and the Pelicans, Brooklyn, Sixers, Nets, Lakers. That's it. 
uh, the Clippers, this is a team that we were all high on. John Wall looked pretty good. He's starting to feel it. That's going to be a dangerous team when everybody starts to clicking and Ka- Kawhi starts starting uh, some of these games. And um, yeah, we didn't talk about the Suns and the Mavericks, but, hey, the Mavericks were whooping the Suns' ass once again. And then somehow the Suns came back. Had they done it in game seven, we may not be talking about how good the Warriors are and how they could be repeating as champions. We probably will be talking about, are the Suns going to repeat? But that's neither here nor there. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all I have. It's been a great show. Nick, Terrence, uh, anything yeah, that you uh, got? Real quick, of course, we, we, we did get the news about uh, oh, yeah. Bud Crawford decided to fight some other dude that I'm not going to try to pronounce his name again and not Errol Spence. Your quick thoughts about that? Hmm. Man, the hell with that fight and the hell with them. Uh, I, I was I was anticipating this. Me and the homies, us as well here on the Great Debate Show, were planning a, a nice trip to Las Vegas, and we were going to go live. The Great Debate Show was going to be live for the fight, and that's not going to happen. At first, at first, we realized that it wouldn't happen this year, and hell, it might not even happen in 23 because he's going to have a fight now, and that means that he's not even going to think about another fight until the spring of 23. Meaning that we may not actually see him in the ring again until the fall of 23, if we see him in the ring at all in 2023. This is a downgrade. You just beat Sean Porter, and now you're going to fight whoever this nobody is. I don't mean any harm, whoever you are. You're not really a nobody, but I don't know you. I'm sorry, and you're not a household name. I don't know whose fault it was that those two guys couldn't get that fight going, but piss piss on them all because... They didn't give us what we wanted. And that's why we don't talk about boxing much here on The Great Debate Show because they continue to fail us fans every single time by not giving us the fight that we want and that we need at the right time. And if they do give it to us, it's too damn late and too far past those fighters' prime. So that's all I got. To hell with them both. I ain't got to add anything. I, I agree to everything you just said. But thanks for bringing that up to you. I did forget. Absolutely. It was worth forgetting, too. Yep. All right, Nick, what you got? Anything else? Uh, no, that's about it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go enjoy the rest of my weekend. That's right, man. Hey, you enjoy be. The, enjoy that birthday weekend, man. That's right. Yeah, enjoy it. But be safe. And um, uh, late, you know, go easy with the tequila because I know you'll definitely have it. Um, <laughs> And and uh, little dog Julio will be hanging out all weekend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, Nick, this, no, this is this is the Grand Coromino weekend. Oh, shout okay. Out, shout out to Kevin Hart. Shout out to Kevin Hart. You're going to see him this weekend? No, that that's his. Uh, that's his. Uh, that's his. That's his tequila. Oh, okay, okay. You know he's in Memphis though tomorrow, right? Yeah, I, I, I actually t- could possibly end up at this show. I had a friend of mine call me uh, earlier today. Said he might have an extra ticket, so. I may end up at the show. Yeah. Kevin Hart is kind of a repetitive stand-up comedian to me, so I'm, I'm not just jumping over myself to go see it, but I might. Yeah, that's something we're going to talk about on the Great Debate Show because uh, I know a few people that are going to see it. They asked me if I wanted to go, and I said no. I like to go see funny comedians, but that's neither here nor there. I'm not a Kevin Hart fan, like not at all. I don't think he's really funny at all. We'll debate that because I'm sure somebody wants to get at me and be like, dude, you really do need a drug test. Whatever. I think his movies are somewhat funny sometimes. Some of his commercials can be somewhat funny, but his stand-up is horrible. That's just my opinion. So I wouldn't pay for a ticket to go see that. But uh, I know some people that are, and I hope they enjoy and have a good time. Who is the goat in comedy? We got to stop talking about this, guys, and we have to put this to, ep- to an episode. The goat of comedy, 
we 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 need to do uh, uh, somebody in the music industry. We definitely need to come back to that Fifty Cent. Where does he rank? And who is your top five? How about we just start there? If Fifty's not in it, and that's fine completely. But who's in it? Because so many people have different top five these days. It's not the same old KRS-One, Rakim, Pop, Biggie, you know, Nas. It's not this or whoever. It's not the same top five. There's some people that have start heart started to sneak in some of these rappers of today. And whether you agree to disagree or not, I've heard some interesting reasons why, and it makes sense. Times change, man. Uh, people are saying LeBron could be the GOAT or is the GOAT right now. Everything changes as long as the industry continues to go on or the game goes on and people keep playing, people evolve, people can surpass records and all of that stuff. So we'll get into that. Who's the GOAT of comedy? I, I would like to know. Well, I think I know what Terrence and Nick, you know, what their answers are, but I would love to talk about it. I would love for everybody else to hear you all and, and you know, your opinions. To hear y'all opinions, I mean. So that'll be good. We're going to get to that stuff. Some weekly episodes in the middle of the week or something. we got to figure out a way to do that. Or a Saturday afternoon episode. But guys, that's all I've got. And this has been a good show. And a long one nonetheless. But it's been a good one. And we covered everything that we could under the sun. From boxing to basketball to football. And the Yankees are down 0-2 in the AL CS. Uh, CS, yes, the, yeah, yes, right. It is the CS. They've already moved off from the division series. They're down 0-2. Those Houston Astros, man, they are something else. They're up 2-0, but it's going back to the Bronx. We'll see how that goes. And then in the NL, I don't know. I thought the Dodgers were going to do something, man. I thought the Mets were going to do something, but they all went home early. All of those 100-plus teams in baseball are gone, finished, yep. cooked. And now we're down to who? The Phillies and the Padres? Is that right? The Phillies and the Padres. Everybody's doing good in Philly. Sixers, I want to know when y'all are going to be invited to the party. Um, did Doc Rivers do something with the invitations? Ah, let, me, <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry, man, but that dude is trash. He cannot coach. I'm sorry. I don't know what everybody sees or what you – he makes no adjustments or nothing. Him and John Harbaugh, they're like tiff and tat on my list, man. Like, ugh. Um, but um, that's all I got, guys. We're, probably, we're about to get out of here. It's been a great show. We 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 covered everything. Uh, if you if you guys don't have anything, then we're gonna we're gonna sign off here. That's 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 this, this is the sign off. You guys have a good night, Nick. Once again, happy birthday, man. Uh, Thirty two was a good year for me. I hope it was an even better one for you. Appreciate that, Brody. Yeah, that's that's about it for me, man. I'm I'm headed out. Gonna give me a couple of Z's and see what I can turn tomorrow into. That's right. <laughs> All right, man. You don't you get into too much trouble, man. And you have fun. <laughs> Everything that T said, man. I agree. All right, we're out, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all also do the same. Have fun. Drink responsibly. Gamble responsibly. And be safe. Get up. Peace. Peace out, guys. <laughs>